the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dear brothers and sisters. On this beautiful Sunday morning of June 13, 2021, um, there is a beautiful celebration in a church and a wonderful name to commemorate uh, somebody known by the name of Anthony of Padova. Uh, St. Anthony of Padova, a man um, whose word about the Lord Jesus Christ, whose conduct um, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in Italy made a huge difference in, in, in Spain, in Italy, all over Europe, basically. Um, and he was the one who the fish used to hear his sermons and the fish would jump from the sea when he would be preaching and when he would be exclaiming in the words of God. Today, um, in commemoration of this beautiful Sunday and the Feast of St. Anthony of Padova, we are also still celebrating this month of the sacred heart of Jesus, reminding us that Jesus is a son of God and is a son of man. He's fully God and he's fully man. So in our own bodies, redemption exists in our own bodies. God planted the seeds of hope and redemption for eternal life, the raising of our bodies through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And let us pray together on this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. With Psalm 27, today we pray, O Lord, hear my voice, for I have called to you. Be my help. Do not abandon or forsake me, O God, my Savior. Amen. Good Holy Sunday morning again with us in the studio today for the second time. Um, we have our wonderful and um, great guest with us, Jessica Joy. Um, uh, Jessica, on a very spiritual level, led a recovery after um, uh, trauma in her childhood and uh, embraced the Lord Jesus Christ, I would say, um, the same way she was a member of his mystical body, being the church, uh, with unfortunate incidents in her life as a youth minister. She also had to embrace 
embraced the Holy Cross. And after that, I do believe now she embraced the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jessica now helps to form governments, uh, city councils for constitutional restoration to represent the inherited constitutional rights of Christians by creating ordinances to restore the constitution for the sake of the people of faith and religious freedom. And last time we spoke a little bit about her personal experience and um, feeling a little bit betrayed uh, by the Lord Jesus Christ, yet believing and trusting in his promises. And when she called upon his holy name, the Lord answered and the Lord came to her rescue. And now she is actually working with city councils to come to the rescue of many children, Mm -hmm. many families, many parents. Uh, Jessica, good holy Sunday morning. How are you doing? So happy to be here. Thank you, Father. How about you tell us a little bit about um, what are you doing now in our country's freedom uh, to help the children and to help families? What is the message that you carry? The message is hope and recovery, that we are not so far gone, that we cannot recover from this. If every if, if you truly listen to what they're children are seeking its identity and if we do not instill in our children that the plumb line was established there is a savior and it's not the government if we establish that there is one true god and he is living he is faithful and just to give us our identity we have been battling um in the states 36 states taking on what is not natural neutral nor leads to human flourishing for example is abortion a neutral topic it is not there it is therefore it is unconstitutional to force one faith-based belief to force another faith-based belief to commit an act of immorality through coercion of our tax dollars. And what does the word coercion mean? Would we naturally fund abortion? No. Would we naturally want to fund the mutilation of our children through the trans ideology? No. These are not these are not issues that we want to be funding and it is a it's against our establishment clause to force us to do so such as the Hyde amendment folks have heard that word a lot recently and that is where we are forced to commit an act of immorality which is our religious freedom and why why was the united states established for the purpose of religious freedom and not all of them were in a deep relationship with God at the time that that our constitution was drafted, but they knew that this government had been tried and failed, and this government had been tried and failed, and they said, well, there is this, in the Bible it says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and I want to be free, and they believed in what we what they would use the word as inherent rights. So you're helping basically the government leaders to be educated in virtue, to be educated in what's natural versus natural. what's unnatural. It's natural law. So if if folks, if you feel like you're navigating this this weird course of like, why are we ashamed of the Constitution? If you use the words natural law. And you take a deep breath in. Folks get that natural law. Also, self-defense, if you're like, why do I feel weird about these things? Things that were given to us in the Bible, such as right to property, it's what God gave us to begin with, to steward it. It's amazing, Jessica, you're saying all of this. We are living now in these episodes, I like to cover the theology of the body. Mm -hmm. And in fact, an extension of the body of the human being is their property. 
their house, yes. their food, their right to eat, um, their right to medicine, their right to have uh, choices that with their own doctors. Uh, they respect what is healthy, what is good for the benefit of their body, which is also for their soul, for their spirit, for their virtue. Um, it is amazing. A few um, weeks ago, I had on a show also uh, Dr. Christian von Giso uh, from Austria, and he was quoting uh, Pope uh, um, Francis, our current Holy Father, saying, when we are to fight against abortion, we must not um, overuse the religious argument. We actually, what you said, we have to use the natural argument. We have to use the conscience. We have to use biology. We have to use the natural common sense because in nature, it is a common sense that conception starts at the time of conception is when life starts. And killing the baby in a womb is a murder, actually. It doesn't take that religious knowledge to understand that. It's actually in our natural knowledge has been given. He also quoted um, Pope Benedict in an address uh, to the German uh, Synod of Bishops. He said, we're accepting that we live in a post-Christian society and uh, we have and somehow um, to stop using the religious argument that no one understands anymore. And you are actually using the natural arguments to support the Christian ethics, the Christian belief system in abortion and definitely in protecting the children's exposure to uh, adult movies like uh, something really, really bad that they are exposed to. And um, Pope Benedict uh, says that Christianity does not oblige society with a particular law, but Christianity has appointed governments and nations to nature and to reason as the two sources of law. And I believe this is what you're trying to do. You're trying to point that in nature and in reason, using reason and nature, the laws must be moral, actually. They cannot be immoral. Is that what you're trying to do? The, during the quarantine of this last year of 2020, I studied the Bill of Rights. I studied the Trail of Tears as I'm a registered Cherokee. The the words that you are looking for, and when you start down the process, because it's a process of learning the language while, while in Rome, do as the Romans do, you're learning a new language. So f when we're talking about life at conception, we're talking about equal rights, equal protection. It's the same check that you had in your heart when some businesses were forced to close and some businesses kept open the whole time. If your heart told you something about this is wrong, it's because the natural law of equal rights equal protection was being violated. So if your heart, like you, you tense up the DNA of your creator, the hair on the back of your neck is standing up because there is a check in your spirit. You do know this is a violation. So in order to, in order to communicate to this foreign population that we were never introduced to as children called the government and that's our biblical authority to walk in it. No one sits at our seat at our table is that you have to learn the dialect in which they understand. So violation is actually a form of persecution, right? Because there is a, there is a Christian society in America as well as there is a civil society. Mm -hmm. and, and somehow we're being pushed to move away our Christian beliefs into the corner, into the shadow, into privacy, not to talk about it in public. And you're saying that the natural law in the United States, the Constitution right, protects this basic right of the Christians to act based on their faith. They shouldn't be bullied the way we are bullied or the way all Christians are being feeling, basically, they are being bullied. How much 
um, today in the current administration? How much success are you having in your current uh, speeches that you go in many city councils? I know you speak in 34 states in many local um, councils. For those who are joining us, this is uh, Father Andre. It was good Sunday morning with Father Andre with uh, Jessica Joy speaking about constitutional restoration and somehow to maintain the Christian rights in, in the United States. Go ahead, Jessica. You will see our work everywhere on Google. You just didn't realize you were looking at the work. We were sending an SOS to the entire world, hoping that it would be picked up. You can find it if you write down Parity Kansas. Just put Parity Kansas and then click on the news tab. We were illustrating in every state we could that we will no longer enforce, endorse, and fund what is not natural, neutral, or leads to human flourishing. The example being that, uh, let's say I want to be an Easter bunny. Well, you can be an Easter bunny. You can print out a certification that says you're an Easter bunny. You can have a civil service with an Easter bunny, but we're not going to recognize it through our tax dollars. You can identify from another angle. Are there any ex-black people are there any ex Asians are there the, well there's uh, thousands of ex LGBTQ there is no ex black Asians these are immutable you can't this is this is how the factory made us so to speak this is how God created us and we so you're saying everybody deserves the respect absolutely. everybody deserves the equal opportunity deserves the love but just we cannot make up um, things that we can't endorse it naturally do not exist in somehow it's a faith-based yeah. self-asserted belief so the angle that we took and you might have recognized this four or five years ago as insanity and you're like who are these crazy people we were trying to make a point and how do you make a point in law is you go to places of loss for example a courthouse we filed court cases to marry a laptop mm -hmm. to self-identify as a chandelier to have parody marriages and we made up marriages. So you're saying any self-identification yes. laws that are, it's, it's, there's something made up. There's something being forced, actually, that is not natural. But if we follow the natural path, everybody will be happy. Everybody Absolutely. will get respected. Nobody will be isolated. Absolutely. Nobody will be rejected and nobody will be and somehow bullied. Right? We don't want to, we do not want to fund embrace your everybody. faith. Yes, we, yeah. but, but if they do not fund Catholicism or um, Baptists or Pentecostals and they don't fly our flag mm -hmm. and they don't fund our grants, then we don't want to fund theirs. It is equal rights, equal protection. I see. And equal it, rights, equal protection, you call it. Yes. You know, b b talking about those a little bit uh, of um, uh, new laws and new challenges that the Christian society is facing in the U.S. for the sake of the family, religious rights, nuns, and uh, um, the poor and the food of the poor. Uh, we have with us on the phone our show contributor, Susan Fox, uh, who always gives us some highlights uh, to put things in perspective and want to see what's happening happening around the world and in the U.S. Good Holy Sunday morning to you, Susan. Good morning, Father. God bless you. God bless you. So what do we have today? Okay. Well, I just wanted to remind you, Mother Angelica used to say about EWTN, keep us between the gas and electric bill. Now, remember when you pay those bills to go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and make a small donation. We would appreciate it. It funds religious um, freedom in the world and 
uh, in various places. We provide food, medicine, and all kinds of necessities. Iran, uh, Iran is there, no, Lebanon is going through a famine right now. Yes, yes. Uh, this particular one, though, is about justice local to home. Um, there is a lawsuit the federal government is bringing against uh, the Sisters of Mercy. Oh, the this has started recently Mercy. again, yes, unfortunately. Yes. And they had an injunction saying they would not have to pay for surgery for transgender persons. Uh, but uh, Javier Becerra, the, the Secretary of Health and Human Services, is leading the charge to uh, challenge the federal court decision that gave them that permanent injunctive relief. And the reason is he says it's a form of sexual um, you would say sexual prejudice because uh, they're willing to do a mastectomy for a woman who has cancer, but they won't do it for a woman who has gender dysphoria. The sisters, because now, one is a matter of health and the other one is a matter of not really health. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. So the sisters responded, actually, and they said that um, removing a diseased organ to treat an illness is different than removing a healthy organ in order to sustain a delusion. And, of course, we know that many people, there's people that live that think they shouldn't have legs, they want their legs amputated. There's all kinds of weird wow. mental conditions that people will suffer from. That's, um, that's absurd. I mean, so, there is a lot of weird things happening. Susan, also there is something going on about, about um, um, there are families more poor in America today. Is that right? Starting in January, something in family income is a changing and there is difficulty. Um, yeah, the, the poor are getting poorer since January 20, 2021. So uh, inflation is rising. Gas prices are going up. The poor statistically spend more for transportation than the top third households in the country. Uh, there's just a big gap between what they have to spend. And imagine it's because the poor live farther away from where they work because they can't afford housing near where they work. And um, so the price of gasoline in March, for instance, went up 8.8%, and food prices went up February and March. These are um, inadvertent uh, results of uh, policy changes part of the government, which has promised us that they're going to tax the rich and not the poor. However, inflation in food, gasoline especially, are, is a regressive tax. Aggressive. It's an actual tax. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That they uh, they now are, now it's it's uh, wiping out a larger portion of their budget. Thank you so much, Susan, for this contribution. I know these are just uh, things happening around us, not uh, things to decide about. Um, uh, for those who are joining us towards the end of our show, this is Father Andre with Good Sunday Morning, and uh, we have Jessica Joy with us here um, talking about this uh, vocabulary of life and peace that uh, we want our uh, civil leaders to uh, be aware of because it is a natural law. We're inviting our civil leaders, city councils, uh, state leaders, federal leaders, our president, um, to embrace what's natural, um, to promote what's natural, because this is the best way to defend the rights of all. Um, uh, Jessica, um, the, the vocabulary of life, the vocabulary of peace has been hijacked. 
has been hijacked, it seems, what you are trying to explain to me, um, by things that and somehow are being forced, but they're not representatives of equal rights and equal opportunities. Um, what is happening with a vocabulary in, in your own debate when you go to a city council and you speak to them? Give me some buzzwords. What words should those civil leaders utilize that would protect life, yet at the same time respond to the problems that they themselves are trying to solve? For local governments, as I am engaging in local government, and what do you have immediate control over is your own local government. I'm new to this lane, so I'll start with that. I started by going to city councils saying the problem was, and I used very beautiful language to describe the 45 planks of communism, which was given to our country in 1963 as a warning and read before Congress, defund the police, discredit founding fathers. This is going on globally. That um, the, the words that they're looking for, for engaging their local culture, is they want to, first of all, make priority the children. So if we're going to start somewhere, it's going to be the children. The thing that is in infiltrate your schools is what's called obscenity. You want to look up your state and city's obscenity laws. Then you're going to print out your obscenity laws. You're going to read, breathe your obscenity laws. Then you are going to take those obscenity laws to your city council. In the first five to ten minutes is public comment. You make sure that you email it to them. You make sure that you you bring in all of your local concerned mommy groups, uh, any youth pastors. You engage your tribe before you can go in. And you say, I want to do away with this ob obscenity exemption. See where I can't, my like that crazy Uncle Larry, he can't take 20 kids into his basement, five years old, and he cannot talk about mutual touch and self-touch to a five-year-old. He'd be arrested. But that's taking place in every school. It's not just under the guise of sex education. They have it in all forms of your curriculum, and they're using the words in, in exclusivity, inclusivity. So put in your state, Colorado, inclusivity, and then search. You're going to see that it's your parent-teacher alliance. You're going to see that they're ex re receiving $19 million in COVID money. You have access to that $19 million because that's your money. That is going to the Gay Straight Alliance. The second that your city does away with the obscenity exemption for schools, you can arrest so you're, people. You're, you're saying basically <clears throat> parents, regular citizens, they have access to bills. They have, the, the, they have access to the text I mean, they could be more proactive and they should read bills that they are being promoted inside the school programs and the same thing in city councils. And they can educate the local um, city council members by telling them, did you read that full text? Yes. And they need to make sure it is the responsibility of the parent to protect their children from being exposed to something that ends up and somehow against life against the peace, against harmony, against the innocence of the child. 
And that's something available for them to look at. But many parents trust actually the city councils. Many parents mm-hmm. trust the school board um, uh, in doing this. Um, how can we help parents to be more proactive, to go look themselves for these things? Um, in local government, I was told if you see something that makes you uncomfortable, you find the law that made it take place and it's funding it so laws many laws are unconstitutional the laws are passed because it releases money to fund this so if you're looking at two things right now you're looking for um, your local government to do away with the exemption of obscenity in schools and then the second thing you're looking at is you want to take to your city council the definition of dog fighting mm-hmm. and the consequences of dog fighting look up everything about dog so fighting almost- then, Almost, you have to be aware that bills might be written a little bit with a um, deceptive way, mm-hmm. and somehow you're saying, and, and somehow they're using tax funds um, to make us vote basically for things that we don't believe in, or we could make better. And somehow, and I invite with you at the end of this program, parents to be more proactive before it's too late, actually, because it seems we have been given the authority. We can influence our our public officials, it seems what you're saying, um, to represent us basically in a better way. It seems they lack education um, and they need to understand better the faith and they need to have more courage. And they need to act based on knowledge and virtue together as a public leaders to protect our faith, to protect our freedom, to protect our family, and to make sure to protect yes. our income the way it's being used. Thank you so much, Thank Jessica, um, for such a beautiful um, intervention on this good Sunday morning. Let us pray together, you and me, um, that the words of the Lord are true, and we know they are, like silver from the furnace. Lord, you know the burden of our sorrows. We ask you to heal and to protect us. With Psalm 12, hear the cry of the poor. We cry to you, O God, for your help against the powerful opponents. O Lord, help, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of man. Falsehood, they speak one to another with lying lips, with a false heart. Help us, O Lord. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre.